the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy is yours from the triune God. Amen. Amen. It's always a treat to preach the first Sunday of the year because everyone seems so filled with resolve and optimism. Like, we're all convinced for about 72 hours that we have the ability to become better people than we are. I just couldn't let go of this idea all week of how many times I've tried and failed to stop eating sweets or keep my car clean or not spend so much money on coffee. It's as though there is this other version of Nadia in my head, one that has had all of her defects of character removed. She's tidy and organized and selfless and can lift heavier weight than I can. (laughs) She never gets angry in traffic and needs fewer hours of sleep, and she can recite whole poems. (laughs) She's basically nothing like me, and for some reason... I think that if I have enough resolve, I can be more her and less me. It's this burden we can carry of always knowing the difference between our ideal self and our actual self. The difference between our ideal income and our actual income, our ideal weight and our actual weight, our ideal hobbies and our actual hobbies, Between our ideal relationships and our actual relationships, it's like an emotional and spiritual Pinterest board always mocking us. And we come by this little pathology. Honestly, our culture colludes in this fantasy of self-improvement. As our credit card bills and our waistbands expand from the excess of the holidays, Our televisions and radios and billboards are overflowing with offers of help. Celebrity-endorsed diet plans and gym memberships, debt consolidation, nicotine patches, the market provides us with every promise of self-improvement imaginable. And even that verse from our Ephesians reading says that God chose us from before the foundations of the world to be blameless and holy before him in love. And the beginning of a new year gives us like the perfect occasion to think of all the ways we have not been holy and blameless and to resolve to finally this year become so. Sure, sometimes resolutions are just small efforts to be healthier or improve our dental hygiene, which of course is fine, but how often is there more underneath the looming ideal version of ourselves convicting us? I mean, we might not use the words holy and blameless when we're talking about losing weight or flossing regularly or finally getting out of debt or whatever else we resolve to change about ourselves at the beginning of each year, but on some level, I think that's what we are really up to. I mean, seriously, we put all of these things into moral categories without even realizing it. Like, if we eat something sugary, we say we were bad, and when we manage to stick to our resolve and hit the gym, we were good, as though these are moral choices. 
as though if we can resolve to bridge the distance between our ideal self and our actual self, we can make ourselves holy and blameless. And I wonder if making ourselves holy and blameless is just code for making ourselves worthy of love. As though that distance between our ideal self and our actual self is leaky and all our worthiness just kind of drips out. So maybe this time of year we undergo a restoration project so that through our diets or exercise or our dedication to stop smoking dope or our resolve to read more and drink less and walk more and spend less, we'll, through the force of our will, make ourselves more like our good ideal self and less like our bad actual self. And yet, it never works. (laughs) Not really. Because the fact is, That my ideals and values are never enough to make me always do what I should and feel what I should and think what I should. No matter what we think the shoulds are in our lives, no matter what things we think make us good, be it personal morality and family values and niceness and conservative political convictions, or be it inclusivity, recycling, eating local and progressive political convictions, no matter the shoulds, there is always, no matter how hard we try, a gap between our ideal self and our actual self. And the tyranny of that space between the ideal and the actual has many forms for many different people. It can look like every feminist who in secret hates her body, and every televangelist who's really addicted to porn, and every social worker who doesn't actually look into the eyes of the homeless man they pass every day on the corner. They all know how cruel the distance between our ideal self and our actual self can feel, that feeling of never really hitting the mark, whatever mark it is. But you know what? No one has ever become their ideal self, ever in history. It's a moving target, Sisyphus's rock. It's a mirage of water on a desert road that we expend our energy trying to get to, and it does nothing but create more thirst. I mean, don't mistake me. There's much good that can come from making changes in our lives, changes that lead to health and integration and fewer visits to the dentist. But let's just, for a minute, be honest about what these things can and cannot do. Losing weight can lower the risk of heart problems. Losing weight cannot make us more worthy of love. It cannot make us holy and blameless. Reducing consumer debt can reduce financial anxiety. Reducing consumer debt cannot reduce existential anxiety. An old guy in my 12-step meeting said something brilliant last week when I was fretting about this whole distance between my ideal self and my actual self and all his wisdom. He's been sober since before Jesus was born, this guy. He said, well, maybe just don't take yourself so seriously. Uh, That stayed with me all week. And I wondered if maybe that's one of the most grace-filled things I'd ever heard. When the weight of my shortcomings, when the accusing voice that comes from the distance between the ideal and the actual grows from a murmur to a shout, I've taken to thinking about that, putting that shaming, accusing voice in its place 
by just not taking it so seriously. Because the thing is, we are actually holy and blameless before God in love already. Not because of us, though. Not because we've self-improved ourselves into the ideal version. Not because we muster up the will to not eat toffee. But because of God. It is God's nature to see us not through the lens we use to see ourselves or others, but to see us through the heart of love, which we're told in our text today was from the foundations of the earth, as though the Big Bang was like God's heart exploding, and from it all things came into being. God, who the text says, has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundations of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. Bottom line, people of God, there is no resolution that, if kept, will make you more worthy of that love. For it is from that love that you have been born, not by the power of your own will, but through the will of God who made that decision very, very, very long ago, before we even had a chance to do anything wrong or do anything right, which I will take for yet another basis by which to justify not taking myself so seriously. I'm definitely not saying that God can get you to the mirage, right? That, that God can make your ideal self, your actual self, into your ideal self. I'm saying that the self that God has a relationship with is your actual self. God is not waiting for you to become thinner or fitter or financially stable to love you. And I think the more distracted we become by our projects of self-improvement, the less we really experience the love of God because we're too busy trying to earn what has already been freely given to us. So here's the deal. Your ideal self is not real. (laughs) You are. You. In all your inconsistencies and beauty. You in your sinner and saintness. You, God's beloved. You, a little overweight, a little underweight, in debt, flush, active, sedentary, smoker, non-smoker, ex-smoker. God made the decision a really long time ago, that you are loved and you are holy and you are God's. There is nothing you can do or not do to change that because it just is. So happy new year. (laughs) My resolution, don't take myself so seriously. Who's with me? Amen. Amen.